What up, what up, what up? This is Pastor Herb with Word with Wesley. I have two special guests here, and they are from Texas Southern University. In fact, I'm going to let them introduce themselves in their own way. Tell me your classification, your major, and what you want to do in your life so far. Hey, guys. I'm Brianna Edwards. I'm 20 years old from Fort Texas, currently a junior, a biology major, and overall, I just want to impact the world and inspire people. Amen. Well, first off, I just want to say uh, thank God and also thank you, Mr. Pastor Herb, for inviting me onto this podcast today. Uh, my name is Josiah Worthy. Uh, I am now a sophomore at TSU. Um, I also am a digital entrepreneur as well, so I really just like helping people make money from their cell phones and impacting lives. Hey, man, that's awesome. You know, that's real big these days, um, helping people um, through the cell phone, man. Um, so thank you all for being on this podcast today. Um, I really appreciate it. In fact, um, uh, Brianna. Uh, brought this topic to us today and this topic I believe is is great uh, childhood trauma in the black community childhood trauma mm-hmm. in the black community and you know my first my first question is do you believe a lot of uh, children are affected by childhood trauma that carries over to adulthood? I personally do believe that it's true because some people may not admit it, but there are people that talk about how because of things that happened to them as a child or as they were growing up, it affects them as an adult, whether it be with relationships, how they interact socially with other people. And you even see it with people, they're in and out of prison, in and out of relationships, having don't want to step on nobody's toes, but having kids after kids and not having the mother or the father in the child's life. So speak freely. Mm-hmm. I do believe that it's very much true. Amen. Uh, I do agree myself that uh, childhood trauma does affect a lot of kids when they do go into you know the adult transition into environment. Uh, I really do believe back. Packing off what you said um, is um, a lot of trauma really haven't been dealt with yeah. when they was kids. You know, they really didn't take the time out. The parents probably didn't really understand what was wrong with a lot of their children when they was little. Because you know, a lot of times teens tend to not really open up much because uh, they probably don't know what their parents going to say, don't know how they would feel, and really were just scared of the response that the parents are going to give to them. And they really just carry it with them throughout life. And then one day when it comes and encounters them again, they don't know how to handle it. And some of them, they tend to explode. Man, you're right. Um, I think you really hit the nail on the head uh, when you said the, the parents don't make it a safe place for the children to talk. Right. And it does carry over. Um, I want to say this um, based on what you said uh, you know, oftentimes it's not dealt with. You may have situations and issues you go through in relationships based on the fact that you never seen a marriage. Let's right. let's talk about that right. for a moment because 
In relationships, I know people say, oh, a mother can raise a strong black man. You know, let me say, my mother was a single mother. Right. She raised a strong black man, but she did have the help of my father and other dudes in the hood. They helped me to be a man. Like, my mother couldn't make me a man. So my image of a man came from what I got from my dad Mm -hmm. and then what I got from the hood dudes that was in the hood. That was helping me. And who was there the most? The hood dudes. Because guess what? I was in the hood every day. My mama was at work. You know what I'm saying? She right. was trying to make a living. My dad instilled as much as he could being in another household. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? The people who are in your life the most have the most influence. Right. And that's, that's really like going back to like, um, who are you listening to the most? Right. Yeah. So whoever's in your ear, that's basically who has your control, like my control. Because that's who you're going to take your consideration, the thoughts, uh, advice from the most. Really just like really do more things that they consider have you doing, right? And then also, like you saying, back in the hood, because like that's who you listen to the most. I totally agree with that too. Because my mom um, is a single mother as well. Uh, I raised six kids by herself. And yeah, she raised us, helped us, you know, put clothes on our back but I need a father mentor right Right. I need a father mentor in my life because a lady can only do so much for a man she can't teach how to be a man because she's a woman you can't teach somebody how to be something that they're not right so that's why when I grew up I looked for a father mentorship absolutely right I looked through it um through my organization I uh, grew up into is all called Fifth Ward Enrichment they really I went to the Fifth Ward Enrichment, man. You better stop playing, man. <laughs> yeah, man. What you know about the Fifth Ward Enrichment, man? I've been there for three years, man. Wow, yeah, man. man. They taught us everything, etiquette, sex ed, really just how to transition from a boy to a man. Wow. Right, and um, I joined this uh, step group organization as well, Fifth Ward MOD, and I stepped with them for about four years, and that's really like I learned a lot because um, my coach, he really like took us in as I um like his sons and I, I needed that as a father mentor and I really learned a lot growing up from my high school transition to college. It's about to be a man. Man, that is amazing that uh, the Fifth Ward Enrichment Program all those years because they started you know when right. I was coming up you know and uh, basically they used to teach us they used to help us uh, learn how to work you know. We did community service and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it's great to know that those guys are still doing their thing out there. And, you know, we need men in the community that's going to sow into the men. Right. Now, from your point of view as a young lady, you know, you you have you had anyone you could say or any organizations that, that help you as a young lady? For me... I would say for me, it had to be the church that I grew up in, that I'm technically still in, because for the youth in our church, we had this thing where they would split off the they would split off the girls with the women, split off the boys with the men, and it was it wasn't a lot of us kids in the church, so a lot of us were a lot of close, and we looked after and look for a model so my dad he and other men they taught the young boys manly things like how to change a tire how to tie a tie 
real talk. Certain things to look for when you fixing a car or just small things like that. And for the girls, they taught us a lot of things about hygiene, um, how to hold your head up and have integrity, how to walk away from certain things, even when it's hard to turn the other cheek. And I feel like that helped me a lot because I had a lot of women growing up that I could look up to, women in my church, my mother, my godmother, who's the first lady. And even some men helped me as far as my dad and my godfather, who's a pastor, because it is very true when they say that a girl's first love should be her father or a father figure. Right. Because having my dad in my life and seeing how he's still very much in love with my mom and how he treats her like a queen. Wow. It lets me know not to settle for less and what to look for in a potential partner. And it's not always true because some women, they still have those type of fathers or father figures in their life. And sometimes their love life goes south. But me in particular, having that in my life, it lets me know what to look for and what not to tolerate. Man, you just proved our point. You just said how your 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 dad loves on your mother. It it allowed you to see something. See, most people who get in relationships have not seen that love displayed. Right. So what happens is when they get in relationships and the person is missing something, oftentimes they don't they don't know how to give it because they haven't seen it. Right. And sometimes this is when in relationships you really got to talk about the nitty gritty. Like, like for instance, if you have a a significant other um, that has never seen marriage, that has not had a father figure, then sometimes you got to give them a little bit of grace mm-hmm. because they hadn't had that. Right, and they probably want to look at that to, in towards you. Right, try to get out of you. They may. Uh, but that's a good point. They may look to you for that. Right. And you can be that to each other. So it's it's kind of like you really got to communicate in a relationship. So next question. Next question is this. Uh, what kind of trauma do you think young black youth are dealing with today? Just just to name a few. I'll tell you what. You name three. You name three. And and we'll talk about those traumas. Just, just three traumas that you think that they can deal with that we probably can you know, talk to him about today. You said name three. One that's very obvious is, I guess, more so police brutality and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And while we've always had this, I believe it's a lot more worse and detrimental to their mental because Um. social media, the internet... You can easily see it. Mm-hmm. And then now it seems like every week, every other week, something is always happening, no matter where in the world it is. Right, especially in the world we're living in today. It's crazy. So I think that's one. Mm-hmm. Another one. Another one, I guess another one would be just being them, 
being themselves, I guess. Identity. Because yeah. some people, they're still struggling trying to find who they are. Yes. And then back to social media, it it can play a part because people yes, look can. people look at social media every day <laughs> they sure <do. laughs> and they try to copy or emulate what they see even though they know it's not really who they are and some people can lose themselves doing things like that they really become two-faced that's how i see it that part. right right and right. they try to keep up with what everybody else is doing right trends and all and that it can mess up their mental. It could even affect relationships because people that know who they really are, they may not want to mess with them no more because they see that they're trying to be something that they're not. Fake persona. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, I think one would be really depression. Yes. I think depression yes. is a, it's a high one. Um, I know a lot of college students today, I know a lot of them still deal with it. I know people in high school, they deal with it. People in still um, elementary kids, they still deal with the depression. Yeah. It really starts at a young age. And um, I don't know, I don't, really don't know if I suffered it, because i never been diagnosed with it, because I don't know. And I, I never, like, I don't think I felt the, the ways or effects of it. But I know that in order to really to stop depression, because I had people that have it, you really just got to... Let your feelings like be vulnerable. Like you gotta yeah. talk that out. Like let it be known what's yeah, your okay. issues, what's your problems is. Because we all have problems every day. We all go through everything every day. But nobody can help you if you don't tell nobody, right? Yeah. Like and then you gotta sit with somebody that yeah you trust because a lot of people hold in like a lot of dark things, a lot of things that they really don't want to tell nobody. And you got to be with somebody you could trust and let them know. And then the person that's being told this information, they got to take it very serious. Because depression do lead to suicide, too. Yeah. So, it's a lot of dark things. And, yeah, that's also another one. Uh, suicidal as well. Suicide. suicide. A lot of kids, got, a lot of kids do have, have suicidal thoughts because they think there's no way out. Nobody's listening to them. Nobody's helping them. They just think it's, they the only one fighting that problem. And... The way out is not taking your life, really. Because you got so much to live for, a lot of potential. And we all on this world for a purpose. So you got to find your purpose. So so let's let's deal with those. Um, you said Black Lives Matter and police brutality. You know, one, one thing I can say is I'm glad that it is now at the forefront because... You know, I've, I've been a street, I was a street dude for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you know, the the cops was always brutalizing the dudes in the streets. Right. And I'm always equal opportunity. Yes, some of us deserved a lot of the stuff we got, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because we, we was doing the crimes, mm-hmm. you know, we was doing crimes. However... Even if you do a crime, you do not deserve to be shot down in the streets. Right. You know what I mean? You do not, you do not deserve to be beat on. However, if, if you hit a cop and that cop mess around and he hit you, then that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Or if you committing a crime and you continue in the act of the crime. Because, see, once I got caught, I was caught. I gave it up. In fact, even if I saw... That I didn't have uh, enough room to run, I didn't run. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if I'm caught, I'm caught. Right. So it's rules in the street game, and it was rules to, that the cops had. Let's just be real. Right. 
He got a job. We had a job. job. Our job was to be criminals and try to get away. Their job was to catch, catch criminals. So guess what? If you live in that type of life, you know what I'm saying? They used to always tell us, it only leads two ways. Right. You're either going to jail or you're, or dead. you're dead. You know, and that's the real deal. Real if you deal. if you if you get in a situation and you put yourself in a situation, you put yourself down. Now, cops need to be held accountable for killing these people right. that's unarmed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't even think you have to shoot somebody like that, you know. In, in, some of these cases, shooting people 20 times, come right, five times. Like, five times. That's come just on. you. I don't know. You fighting something mentally. And yet they dealing with childhood trauma. And yet they arrested Dylan Roof, who killed nine people in a church and took him to Burger King before they booked him. Man, I ain't yeah. never been took to, to no type of fast food by the cops. I've been arrested several times. Right. In fact, you better not ask for anything. You know what I'm saying? You know, the craziest thing about that is, you know, <laughs> that's that that's more of dealing with racism than anything. And right. most of these cops deal with childhood trauma, oh, right? Because they were bullied when they came up. Let's mm-hmm. just be real. Right. And then getting the badge feel empowering to them. They feel some type of power. Right. You know? That's the thing. Most of them, I don't care who said it, who hear this, most of them are cowards. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You'd now, rather shoot a teenager for walking down the street than actually defend yourself against some white person trying to fight you or shoot you because they don't want to wear a mask. Yes. I agree. And, you know, I will say this. I have, when I come up in the streets, I I did not like the cops. The cops were not my friend, period. Mm-hmm. But as I became a law-abiding citizen, I have cops that are friends. All right. Good dudes. Church dudes. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the, the guy... That's the chief of police, not Chief Fenner. He used to be down at St. John's where I was a youth pastor at. I got a chance to know a lot of the cops that used to uh, patrol the area and work at St. John's. And when, let me tell you, these guys were good guys. So at the end of the day, everybody is not a bad cop, but just like everybody is not a racist or everybody is, is, is not... Uh, somebody who's trying to keep you down. There right. is a group of people out there that's willing to help black people come up. Because number one, they know we need it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care how much people uh, try to say, oh, get over it, right? Right. Black people still dealing with trauma from slavery. Let's just be real. That's where the police came from. Yeah. Policing Slave during slavery. I mean, slave catchers. It's all still here, just modernized. It's, that's right. It's, it's all in Slavery eyes. is still here through the prison system. Right. That's just modern day slavery. slavery. You know, and the laws make it so uh, uh, that young black men can stay locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, minorities in general stay locked up. You know, uh, I want to talk about the depression you talked about. Many people are depressed mm-hmm. and don't know it. Right, that's the hardest part about it. Depressed and don't uh-huh. know it. You know, at the end of the day, and that's that depression will end up leading to suicide. Right. You know, if you don't 
find somebody to talk to. I want to say this, we are always here for all of the students at Wesley. If, if, if you ever need somebody to talk to, right. all you can do is come here. You, we on the Texas Southern campus. Right I'm here by always the here, right, right here. by the towers. You know, and, and I'm the type of person, I ain't gonna tell nobody your business. You know, I'm, I'm real, I'm 100%. Yeah, confidential. I always been that guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna look at you funny because the stuff you coming to talk to me about, I probably done it way better than you did. So I'm not here to judge either. Um, but how how if 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 you have dealt with anything, I want I want to before I go into this word, I want to leave this the floor open uh, for you all. If you have anything in closing that you would like to say about this trauma, the floor is open. If you want to tell somebody something um, that that may be dealing with trauma right now, what would you tell them? If you are dealing with trauma, one, I would say to just be honest with yourself that you are dealing with it. And then two, like he said, talk to somebody that you do trust and somebody that will actually be there to help and listen. Because the one thing you don't want to do is to realize it when it's too late. And it doesn't necessarily have to end in like you losing your life or you losing your freedom. It yes. could be anything that's small and still detrimental to your mental, emotional, or physical. So just be honest with yourself that you are dealing with something and then open up to somebody that you can do trust and will be there to listen and help. Uh, I would say um, that somebody, if they're going through trauma or any type of form of depression or anxiety, anything, um, first, I believe it's a, it's a mindset thing. It's a mind thing. Um, anything that you deal with life is all, is all in your mind. It's all imagination. And if you don't believe it's real, if you fight through it, you tell your mind that it's not real. You control your mind and tell your mind. Like, you really got to tell your mind. Like, repeat it every day. Come into an affirmation that whatever the negativity thing is, like, it don't exist. And, like, you got to tell your mind every day, believe that every day. Because <clears throat> you came in this earth with no problems. So how are you coming to a world with problems? You don't have any problems. They all mental things and mind depression things. So they're not real. So that's why I tell people they got trauma. Amen. Amen. So as I was thinking about this, what we do with Word Wesley, we always end on a quick word. And as I was thinking about this subject, there's a story in the Bible um, about two sisters that I want to talk about. Um, scripture comes from Genesis 29. Uh, beginning at verse 15 It says Then Laban said to Jacob Because you are my kinsman Should you therefore serve me for nothing Tell me what your wage shall be Now Laban had two daughters The name of the older was Leah And the name of the younger was Rachel Leah's eyes were weak But Rachel was beautiful In the form 
form and an appearance. Jacob loved, loved Rachel. He said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Then Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than I should give her to any man to stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed to be but to him but a few days because of his love for her. I want to stop right there because I don't want to read this whole chapter because I believe that you should go home and read this whole thing, uh, uh, Genesis 29, because it will help you if you're dealing with trauma. And, and I want to point out some of the trauma that's going on in the scripture. So first of all, let's look at this. Laban is Jacob's uncle. So essentially, he wants to marry his what? His cousin. So first of all, that's a lot of trauma right there. Let's just talk about that. So we got we got we got Laban here and Jacob who comes to his uncle and he wants his uncle's daughter. So that's trauma. That's incest right there. So let's 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 also talk about how number one that the scripture talks about how Leah. Uh, it's weak on the eyes In other words It's trying to say That she's ugly mm -hmm. And then Rachel Is beautiful Beautiful So at, at At the end of this story You find out that Laban tricked His own kinfolk And made him marry Leah Now he had a deal With his uncle But his uncle Gave him The older daughter First The beautiful girl No he got yeah, the, the ugly, ugly one first And then he had to work Another seven, seven years, years. To, to get, get the beautiful one. And then he loved Rachel more than he loved Leah. So first of all, we got this these two ladies who are sisters now, married to their cousin, that that one is love more than the other one. But then you turn around and you find out that Leah had babies and Rachel didn't. So it's all kind of trauma that's going on here. Mm -hmm. Rachel won baby, she couldn't have him. But the the one every time he lay down with this one, he yeah, having a baby. baby. You know, so 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 with this situation is is really we may not like to say it a lot, but there's stuff like this going on in families all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are so many uh, young ladies who are traumatized by incest and rape and and all kinds of things. And, and they need a healing. And I'm going to tell you, the only way you can heal from your trauma is when you connect to God. Say, it's, it's no other way. I'm going to tell you, I had plenty of trauma in my life. I was looking for love in the streets from all the street dudes. You know what I'm saying? I was looking for the love of a man in the form of my father. That I couldn't get every day from my father because he was there, but he couldn't be there every day. It's not like it's 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 a different thing having your father in the house with you every day. Right. So I want to I pointed out all of this because I need people to understand that although you may have trauma in your life, that doesn't mean it's the end of your life. When you connect to God. And you begin to have a relationship with him first. Then your relationships with other people can be better. Because you first then have to begin to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you love yourself, 
then you're going to walk through that trauma and realize the trauma don't make you. That was a part of what you went through, but it's not you. Right. This is Word with Wesley. Thank you all for coming on the, the podcast. Tune in next week. We'll see you then.